Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored, presented by my good friends over at Burns and McCoy. However you're listening to this episode, or maybe if you're you're watching it, just click on that subscribe button, and that way you'll get notified every time there's an amazing episode. Or if there's a bad one, you'll also get notified. Either way, <laughs> click on the subscribe button. Thanks. And then if you're able, go ahead and share it with your friends. All right, today's episode, we're going to get into some rants. I some things that are just bugging me and a few of you, and we're also going to translate that into uh, Australian because I just found out we got a big listening group down in Australia. So we're going to get it. We're going to translate for you guys because I know there's a little bit of different slang out there between um, the Aussies and and then the Americans. So we'll get into that, make it a little smooth for you. Plus, lie to me, lie to me. Why would we rather hear the lies instead of hearing the, the harsh truth? We'll get into that as well. But first, do yourself and your family, your friends a favor. Grab some Burns and McCoy. They got amazing hot sauce. We just had some friends over the other day, and what did I bust out? The Burns and McCoy hot sauce. Especially Aroha. Huh? Huh? Sounds like I know what I'm talking about. But I do know this. I, I, I am horrible at Spanish, but I do know what tastes delicious, and that's Burns and McCoy. They got amazing hot sauces, all different levels of heat. They got you, and amazing flavors. But they also have salsas, dressings, mustards, margarita mix, Bloody Mary mix. Burns and McCoy's a family-run business. Their goal is to bring you only the best products made with the finest ingredients. Food should be fun, and they provide that fun with each unique flavor profile they offer. They're available at all grocery stores in the front range, or you can just check them out at burnsandmccoy.com. I'm very irritated this morning because every single time I do a podcast, I have to break down my equipment and kind of store it away because the way everything's set up in my house right now, I just don't really have a designated room for it. Eventually, that's what I'll get to. I'll, I'll get a, an actual desk where I can uh, plug in my, my microphone and have everything set up. But as of right now, I have to break everything down. And it really bugs the shit out of me because if anybody comes over to the desk where I have it now and they accidentally bump it, anything, there's like a million different volumes and settings on this thing. And if one thing gets out of place, it kind of screws everything up. So I'm very irritated. It took me like 20 minutes to get everything to what I think is right. But to be honest, it doesn't look right when I'm looking at it on my Adobe Audition. That's what records the audio. So if this ends up sucking, I'm going to be even more pissed. I'm basically being a little bitch right now, and it bothers me. Anyway, some good news is I was able to talk to my brother who's down in Australia. We'll get more into Australia a little bit later. But he was telling me... Uh, uh, by the way, go to augringos.com. That's my brother's uh, restaurant in Australia, right around Putney in Putney Village. Okay, you're welcome. Gringos Fresh Mexican Cantina, augringos.com. Anyway, <laughs> you're welcome, Chris, for the free plug. Man, criminy. He said that some of the guys he works with, the delivery drivers and stuff like that, that, uh, you know, hangs out with. I don't know if they hang out. Maybe they don't. Maybe this will be that bridge, that olive branch to, uh, you know, sharing drinks and conversation. Anyway, they listen to the podcast. So thank you guys. Now, 
I don't remember their names because I, I was at a park with my kids and it was windy and he was talking to me and it kept kind of going in and out. It was hard to hear. So it was either Bill, Bob, Bert, Billy. I th- I'm pretty sure it started with a B. Um, uh, what else starts with B? Anyway, maybe it's Sam. I don't know, but thank you guys for listening. I truly appreciate it. They're probably like, that's not even my fucking name. What a dick. It's probably like Carl. Sorry, Carl, or better not be Todd. Tell you what, guys. Anyway, also had to step in this weekend. We had a long weekend in my uh, household, and I had to step in as the coach for my daughter's, she's six years old, for her basketball team. And I hate coaching my children. <laughs> it's just, it's funny. It, like, I enjoyed, I, the reason why I stepped in was the, the main coach was out for whatever reason. He was either sick or, or whatever. And I show up right on time, and there's kids there, but there's no, nobody standing in as coach. So I'm like, fuck it. All right, guys, let's start shooting. So I just kind of take over. I'm the male dominant, okay? I'm the alpha at this moment because nobody else was out there. So I, I was like, okay, let's let's start shooting around. And then finally somebody, another guy comes up and he's just like, yeah, my wife said I, I was going to be coaching today, apparently. I'm like, good. Um, can you take over? <laughs> and I, I kind of helped out, but he ended up taking the, the reins. Again, I don't know who this guy's name was. I didn't, I didn't write it down. I don't even think I asked his his name. But anyway, so we we ended up uh, coaching together. I let him take the, the the lead, and he did a great job. The team actually did very well, better than the previous week, but they still lost, but they actually played much, much better. But it, I get anxiety when I, when I coach children because I always feel like parenting styles are so different. Some people are very aggressive. They don't mind being blunt with their children. And then other people are just very passive and, you know, not. And so I'm always afraid I'm going to go one direction too far. And, and, and I don't like that. I don't like it. Bugs me. That night I went to sleep and I was like having a hard time going to sleep because I was like, did I yell too much at somebody? One of the kids. What if I freaking damage them for life for saying, get the rebound? Get the rebound. He'd probably have trouble sleeping himself. He's like, I didn't get the rebound. I didn't get the rebound. I should have been a tree. I should have been a tree, not a rock. Yeah, anyway, I think I'm too vocal sometimes at uh, games too. And I just, I, yeah, that's just me. Anyway, so that was, I had a hard time sleeping this weekend because it, it bugs me. Also, I had multiple, do you guys ever have dreams that are connected? Like you, you have a bad dream wake up, go to the bathroom, and you're like, oh my God, that was a weird dream. Go back to bed, and then that dream essentially continues. That happened to me over the weekend, and it was horrible. I was at an old house, went into a room, saw a rocking chair moving by itself. I tried to communicate to whatever was there, but I couldn't actually speak. Then I ran away like a baby. <laughs> Later, in another, after waking up, doing whatever, and then going back to sleep. I, I, I'm back in that area, and I tried to go back in the room, but I was trying to record it on a camera, but I couldn't get the camera to work properly because there was a weird filter on it, and I couldn't get the filter off. It was like a cartoon effect that was uh, stuck on there, which is dumb. Who would ever use that? 
or anything. Then I fixed it, and I was about to enter the room to record whatever spooky shit was going on in there. And then a giant fucking spider the size of my hand drops down from the ceiling and jumps towards my face. Then I wake up abruptly. By the way, I woke up abruptly like three or four times that night and and, uh, essentially scared the shit out of my wife three or four times. I'm afraid I'm starting to get night terrors or something like that, which is horrible. And that's a real thing. And ugh, this is a weird weekend. But anyway, I, I'm alive. <laughs> I'm alive. All right. So I was talking to my neighbor, Rob, the other day. Rob's a good guy, but he likes to go on rants a lot. He's kind of an old man, but he's he's my age. But he's like, he's, he's you know what pisses me off? <laughs> That's that's Rob. Good guy. Very angry. <laughs> but anyway, I'm joking. But he also but he sent sent me a text because he's like, I've been meaning to send you these. These are my things that have just been bugging me. He's also I, I'm sending you some rants. But combining two situations, he's given me the rants, but I'm also excited because I got all you listeners now in Australia that makes me excited, but I know the slang is so different for, for the most part when it comes to Australia versus America. So you guys down in Australia, please bear with me. I'm going to try to do my best and not insult your language. <laughs> and I apologize if my accent sucks. But hey, whatever. You guys do. You guys make fun of American accent all you want. I don't care. I'm not going to hold it against you. I'm not going to be like, no, 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 that's Canadian. <laughs> what are you doing, guys? Say it, A. What? No. Somebody did that to me once. They're like, that's not Australian. That's New Zealand. Like, dude, I don't know. Anyway, here's Rob's first rant. And this is what I labeled it. Rob's rants. Rob's rants. I'm angry. Anyway, shopping carts, otherwise known as trolleys down in Australia, are always left everywhere at the grocery store. And it's annoying in the parking lot. As somebody that used to work at Safeway, a grocery store here, and it used to bug the crap out of me, the amount of people that are just so lazy that they don't take the time to put the cart or the trolley back in the corral where it belongs. There's people that will put it right next to it and not take the time to put it in there. It's ridiculous. Now, I can understand if you are somebody that has difficulty walking. Maybe you got a bad back. I don't know what it is. There's something wrong with you physically. That's okay. That's acceptable. Ah, But if it's mentally that you're just a dick, no. Mm, Unacceptable. Take the time, okay? Take the time to put the trolley, put the trolley back in the goddamn thing. You're being a cunt. We'll get in the cunts later. So that, that bugs the shit out of me, too. I don't understand that. It's not that fucking hard. I'll... I'll walk across the fucking parking lot. I'm not going to leave it unless there's an emergency. If there's an emergency, you get, you know, a phone call and you're like, oh, my God, we need your services to rescue people. If you're, uh, you know, 
a firefighter or police officer, sure, then it's acceptable. But you're probably not. Okay? You're just being a lazy dick. Don't be a lazy dick. There you go. All right. Then, let's see. People throwing trash, otherwise known as rubbish. Okay? There you go. Out of the cars. And it's like we're, this is what Rob wrote. It's like we're going backwards in society. And it is weird to see people litter. I don't understand why people throw their rubbish on the ground. I don't get it. I was driving with my kids once, and we're on 120th in Colorado here in Thornton. And we're at the light, and all of a sudden I look out the window, and there's this this kid. He's like, I don't know, 18 years old. And he's trying to be cool, and he takes his big old fountain drink, his soda, and just... He takes a drink, and then he just throws it, throws it on the ground. And he's just, like, walking like he's badass. Like, you dumb shit. Do you think it's cool to litter? Because it's not. It's just dumb. It just makes you look stupid. It's just, I don't understand. Never understood that one. I've never felt it to be an appropriate thing to litter. And, and, and even when I was a kid... Guys, you, you take the time to fucking throw shit away. I know that that sounds like an old, old person thing, but it's not. It's just if you litter, you're, again, wow, key word here. You're a lazy cunt. That's right. It's okay that I'm saying cunt, okay, guys? It's because I'm talking to people in Australia, and that's an acceptable word. I really screwed up the accent on that one. Except for cunt. <laughs> and speaking of that, going to the next one uh, uh, on Rob's Ranch. Rob's Ranch. Blowing red lights. Going through red lights. Again, those people are cunts. Yeah, it, that one, that's just dumb. Dumb. Scares the shit out of me, too. So if you're ever in the car with me and I'm stopped at a red light and then it's greened, It'll take me a second because I have to look both ways like three or four times because I've seen so many people just blow through the lights. It's ridiculous. And this, is the, this is the last one that Rob wrote in is people think they can do whatever they want. Did you see this lady, otherwise known as a Sheila, got upset and threw hot soup in the face of a restaurant employee? The hell? What is wrong with people? They just think they can get away with things. What's wrong with you? How bad of service do you think you're actually getting? Where you're, you think you are justified to throw hot fucking soup in somebody's face? No. No. They can call me whatever they want to call me. I'm not going to throw it in their fucking face. This soup is just not, mm, just doesn't seem like it's seasoned well. Well, sorry, man. You can add salt and pepper. Fuck you. <laughs> the fuck? I just said she could add salt and pepper. And then she threw it in my fucking face. <laughs> it just, people, it's not okay. You think you can get away with things, but you shouldn't. But here's the problem. The consequences for your actions just aren't that bad. We were talking about that with the Aaron Rodgers situation. Like, listen, he got fined $14,000 for essentially lying or misguiding people into what he did and breaking protocol. And he was fined $14,000. That's essentially a slap on the wrist. There's no consequences, really, for your actions. Like this lady throwing uh, hot soup in somebody's face. Guess what she's probably going to end up with? 
She's either going to pay a fine and or she's going to have some sort of community service. Slap on the wrist. You do shit, you need to have harsher penalties. There's times where people get, get thrown into jail for possession of marijuana, which is legal in the majority of states in the United States in some capacity. And they're in prison for like 20 years. And then there's somebody that kills somebody and they're out within 10. That What the fuck does that? What sense is that? That doesn't make sense. So the penalties for your actions need to be figured out. And listen, I know. Listen, it's not going to get fixed anytime soon. <laughs> it's not. But recapping all of Rob's rants, uh, don't be a cunt. Basically, really, all everything that he wrote, talking about putting your, your shopping carts back or the trash, don't litter, blowing red lights, and then don't throw soup in people's face, it all equates to one thing. Don't be a cunt. <laughs> I, this is, oh, God, this is the cunt episode. I feel so excited that we're a part of this together. Thank you guys for tuning in to the cunt episode. I, looking back to when I started this podcast, I never thought it could be possible, but here we are. Wow. Let's take a moment and uh, absorb this, okay? Because uh, <laughs> here we are, the cunt episode. Anyway, uh, my add-ons to this for my rants would be movies and TV shows that are too dark. I, it drives me nuts. Do you guys remember Game of Thrones when they had that episode? It was the episode, I believe, where Arya Stark ended up killing the Night King. Spoiler alert. Sorry. But you could hardly see the majority of the episode. It was this pivotal uh, episode in the series that they fucked up. But anyway, you could hardly see it. And then the editors tried to defend themselves and be like, it's artistic and blah, 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 blah. Adjust your TV. Like, no, I shouldn't have to adjust my TV to watch your shit show that you fucked up, Game of Thrones. But I'm watching that, uh, what is it, Shang-Chi, the, the, the Legend of the Ten Rings. I was watching it last night, and I'm like, there was at least a few minutes where I'm like, I can't, I don't even know what's happening. I can't see shit. Then I was excited at this moment of glee run through my body when uh, they, they switched to a daylight scene. Like, oh, now I can fucking watch it. And it, they do it all the time in these TV shows, like crime series. Uh, they, they, listen, we don't give a shit. You editors and you, you producers and directors, you think it's like fancy and you're trying to be cool. Nobody fucking gives a shit. We want to see what we're, we're watching, please. Add some lights. At a goddamn nightlight. I don't care. If Arya Stark had a nightlight next to her when she stabbed the Night King, I would have been happier because I would have been able to fucking see it. Got the Ninja Turtles nightlight right there. Boom. Stabs him right in the, wherever she stabbed him, in the heart. Okay? Enough. Enough. We don't want to see these dark scenes anymore. It's irritating as shit. Anyway. I apologize for going off on that. But it's true, right? When you're watching a movie or a TV show, I shouldn't have to go in, hold on, this is one of those uh, movies or TV shows that is extra dark. No, I shouldn't have to do that. It's ridiculous. Come on, pull your heads out of your ass when you're making movies or TV shows. Don't make it too dark. You're, you're going for an effect that nobody likes. Nobody 
Nobody likes that. All you're doing is being a dick, and everybody despises you. Whoever made that decision to make it extra dark because they feel like they're being classy and they're going for this, ooh, scary mood? No. Fuck it. Fuck you. God, you're being an asshole. Look at me. Now I'm a mess. I'm, a, I'm upset. You got me upset, movie people and TV people. Put some fucking nightlights in there. Also, you know what bugs me? People that don't know how to use roundabouts. When I was in Australia, I feel like they were everywhere when I was around the Sydney area. But here in Colorado, they have some, but they're not, you don't, they're not everywhere. But I feel like in the area that I live in, there's, there's a decent amount. There's at least three or four. And it bugs me when I see people that don't know how to, ent- one, enter, they just go through and they almost crash into somebody. Or somebody that's already in the roundabout starts yielding to people and trying to let them in. Like, no, that's not how it goes. That's not the purpose of the roundabout. Stop it. Somebody's already in the roundabout. They have the right of way. And then if you're going to enter the roundabout, you yield to make sure that it's safe to enter. If somebody's already in the roundabout and they're approaching you, you stop and you wait to see if they exit the roundabout or if they continue. Once it's safe to go, you go. Fuck, man, it's not that hard. <laughs> I just, I don't get, don't get it. And kind of when you look at all these stories that, that we just went through, is it's about truth. And we're going to get more into that and how that relates to you and and the sports world as well. We're going to get into that coming up next. But first, since 2010, Terrapin Care Station has been providing patients and customers with premium cannabis products at low prices. With online ordering, you can order quickly and conveniently. For up-to-date products and promotions, head to terrapincarestation.com or come visit one of their six convenient Colorado locations. They have, been, they have an incredibly friendly and professional staff who will help you find the cannabis products that are right for you. Whether it's uh, online at their dispensaries or just around town, you'll always feel welcome and well cared for. You're free to be you with Terrapin. Not just because you love weed, because at Terrapin, weed loves you back. Terrapin, flower to the people. I will always do that. I will always do that. This is Chris Fusley, owner of the Blake Street Tavern. I know most people go home for the holidays. Me, I stay at the Blake Street Tavern. There's always a holiday party happening. Don't worry, you still have time to book your bash. With 18,000 square feet and six separate rooms, we can span the spectrum from intimate gatherings to mega corporate events. Call us at 303-675-0505 and we'll get you all the info you need. It's a story of Blake Street Tavern at Park and Blake, where Denver rings in the holidays. All right, so why do we tend to avoid facing the truth? And part of the reason why I got into this conversation, this thought process, was I, I was watching the Bronco game, and they, they lost to the Philadelphia Eagles. And it's very interesting the amount of people that will, despite a poor performance, will constantly avoid the truth and just be like, no, no. They, they essentially have the quote-unquote orange 
colored glasses on. And we do that in more than just sports, but bear with me on the sports analogy. Like, so you're, there's clearly something wrong, but you're putting, you're neglecting to view it because why? Why can't you admit the truth that the Broncos are struggling? Are you afraid to be honest? Do you think you're going to lose your fanship? You're not allowed in the club anymore to like, like the Broncos because you said something that everybody else is noticing? It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make you a bad fan if you admit that the Denver Broncos suck. It doesn't. It, in fact, I, I feel like you're a better fan if you can admit that the Broncos are terrible right now. Now, they're not Detroit Lions terrible. Let's not be crazy. As I do this podcast, the Broncos are 5-5. Five and five. They're still in it, technically. But it doesn't look bright. The future is very dim for the Denver Broncos as far as this season goes. But there's a lot of people out there that refuse to admit that. They feel that they shouldn't say an ill word towards the Denver Broncos for whatever reason. And when you look at truth, it tends to hurt. And oddly enough, it's usually a short-term pain followed by growth, right? But avoiding the truth seems to be less painful, which is usually not actually the case. In a business or in life, your personal life, hearing the truth sucks. It does at times. Sometimes it's great when you hear the truth. Somebody says, I love your personality. I love your heart. Or something like that, right? That makes you feel good. But when you say, the way you talk to people like this or that, it's terrible. It's awful. You shouldn't talk that way. You're bringing people down instead of lifting them up. And you're like, oh, really? And you feel like shit, right? Because maybe you just didn't know. Or you don't feel that you're being wrong. Admitting and hearing the truth shatters all the lies that we tend to surround ourselves with makes us feel weak or incompetent. I don't like hearing the truth sometimes. I sometimes avoid the truth. But at the end of the day, when somebody tells you the harsh truth, if you stop and think about it, it's true, right? As silly as that sounds. And it's like, ah, I am a dick. God damn it, I'm a dick. Look at right now, whatever you're doing right now. When's the last time you heard a harsh truth? And it sucks. I know, we've all been there. We have. And it fucking sucks. Because all of a sudden, your reality gets shattered. It's not destroyed. It just breaks. But it can be put back together but it's hard. I get it. I do. People also lie and avoid being truthful with their company. 
or fear of retaliation. How many times have you been in a workplace and you're fearful to tell the person in charge about what's going, what's going on and what needs to be fixed and corrected because you're afraid of retaliation? Trust me, I've been there. I've been there. We used to do company surveys at the radio station all the time. And at their core, they're great. Because the idea is it's these anonymous surveys. So the company, the higher-ups, are going to look at it and go, we want to get better. How can we get better if we don't know what needs to be corrected? So people, in, in theory, would fill these out truthfully. Be like, this... This works well, but we need to do this. Or I noticed this is an issue that I would love to see corrected. So here's what actually happens in, a, in not all companies, but at least where I came from, is people were often afraid to voice their actual opinion. And I heard this from people on all sides of the building. It wasn't just one section. Because, listen, I'm a chatty Cathy at times. And when I would talk to people, whether it was over the phone, text, email, or face-to-face, they'd all say the same thing. I just don't trust it to be confidential. I just don't. Because if the company heard the actual truth, and they knew it was from me, then I'm going to be reprimanded. They might not full-on do it publicly, but I know that I'll be blackballed or become the black sheep. Next thing you know, I'm getting pushed out of the company. This was an honest fear from several people. And I don't know if you guys have that going on in your company. But I will tell you everything that I have ever learned from talking to management. Trust me, if there was a way for them to infiltrate the information, they have no fucking clue how. Usually what it is, it comes from a third party that is conducting the actual surveys. They compile all the data, and then they present that data in its, in not in its raw form, but in its, you know, organized form without any people in it, or as far as names go, and then that's what they look at. Now, there was a few hiccups here and there where I found out that they're like, yeah, they organize it by, say, you know, on-air hosts, producers, and then uh, board ops. And I was like, wait, so you have a category for producers there's two of us so you're gonna have a really good idea of who said what so there's always those issues there's always gonna be those hiccups and it's really that is kind of concerning so it is hard to be truthful in that situation because you want the company to grow and be better towards you and your fellow employees so you run into those type of issues with trust so here's what's crazy from january June of 2017, Leadership IQ surveyed over 27,000 executives, managers, and employees. And let's start with this. How well do you take suggestions for improvement? Whether this is with work or in your personal life, it's all about the presentation, right? When somebody presents something that you need to be better at or just a harsh truth, how is it presented to you? And a lot of times people in authority tend to 
forget how to do that. This is where I say all, all, all companies, if you're in management of any, any business, you should be taking management courses on, on how to actually interact with people and your employees. Okay? I remember my old boss, Armin Williams, who's now in Houston, I believe. Great boss. He and I butted heads a few times. But there was, and I can't remember the situation, but he gave me some feedback on something. And he's like, you, you need to be better at this, whatever it was. And, and uh, at first, I was just like pissed off. It's like, fuck. I was just like nodded my head like, yeah, whatever, dick. You are such a dick. You don't know. You don't know me. But then I then literally, I sat at my desk and I was like, and I repeated what he had just told me in my head. I was like, you know what? He's right. And there's no harm in doing what he said to correct it. Because if anything, if I do what he says to correct whatever mistake I was making. I don't remember what it was. But if I do that, and it turns out that it didn't correct the situation, I was just like, listen, I did what you asked me to do. It didn't work. But if I do what he says to do, and it does work, it's a win-win. So I did what he suggested, and, and, and he was correct. And again, I, I wish I could remember what it was. But he presented it to me in a way that it was easy to swallow. Again, all about presentation. There's a lot of times that people try to slam truth in your face, and all it does is piss you off. When you have these Bronco fans that are, are pissed off that the Broncos are sucking and everybody's voicing their opinion, well, it's because you're looking at the fact that people are being harsh assholes on social media about it. It's kind of hard to absorb that sometimes, and I get that. Younger people are much less likely to believe that good suggestions or valid compliments from employees lead to important changes, according to this study. People ages 51 to 60 and 61 plus feel better about the issue. They're both at 30%, those two age brackets. Then those aged 18 to 30, 22%, and 31 to 40, also 22%. Very interesting. So that's the other thing, too, is like how many times that you have this important information for improvement in your company or in life, telling somebody that you care about that something that we need to improve upon. And it just falls on deaf ears. That happens a lot. I've done that. I, I've been in the, on both sides of that. But how many times have you presented something to uh, someone of authority, owner, manager, whatnot, and you describe what a truth, a harsh truth that's going on that needs to be fixed, and they just neglect it for one reason or another one they either have no fucking clue what you're talking about because they're not as involved in the in the day-to-day -day operations as they believe they are or they're just they just don't want to deal with it and that's kind of going back to what we're talking about the truth sometimes we just don't want to 
deal with the truth. Because it's that whole punch in the gut of like, fuck, really? Yeah, I, I guess I am a dick. But I don't want to fix myself. Mm. It's a lot of work. Yeah, truth isn't easy. But in the long run, it's easier. How many times do you have, especially when you're younger, you tell a lie, then next thing you know, you got to follow up with another lie. And you have this whole spider web of just nonsense. And you're like fucking trying to keep track of it. It's easier to tell the truth in the long run. We don't always like to tell the truth to ourselves. That's just a weird thing that we do because we're trying to cushion the blow of reality. More than half of employees feel that the leader is not doing a good job on encouraging and recognizing suggestions for improvement. They have that at 53% actually of all those people surveyed. So there's a lot of times where management, people in charge, just, just don't want to do anything about it. At least according to employees. Now I will tell you this, as somebody that used to be a manager, there's a lot of times where your hands are actually tied as a manager. Be like, I know this is a problem, but it's the people above me that won't let me do this. And you're like, I want this to be fixed. This is a glaring problem. That's where sometimes you just got to take things into your own hands. That's I, I told you that story that one time when I worked at Quiznos and we had back in the day when credit card receipts that were kept at the restaurants actually had your full card number, expiration, everything on there. So if anybody had that receipt, they could steal your credit card information. And I, at the time, the, the guy that was above me, he was the general manager. I was the assistant GM. He was just being very sloppy, and he had those receipts spilling out into a hallway, and he neglected to fix the problem. So I eventually was just like, no, fuck it, dude. I, I made a complaint to the owner. I made a complaint to him multiple times. Then I just fucking quit. And then when the owner and the manager called me, I said, I told you guys I wasn't going to be a part of this. And then you guys kept doing it. So, I mean, it, truth sucks. Those people didn't want to admit or admit that that was an actual issue. And it was. It's a scary issue. We don't like to admit that we're wrong. I do that a lot with my, my wife. <laughs> we argue over stupid shit. She'll be like, that's so-and-so from the show that kids watch. I'm like, no, it's not. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay, I'm pulling up imbd.com. Boom, I'm right. She was wrong. But she's like, no, no way. Then she'll have to look at it. Oh, if we do, we, or vice versa. I'll do the same fucking thing. We don't like to admit we're wrong. We don't like to admit the truth. If we create an environment that encourages truth and constructive criticism, then we're creating the foundation for a healthy and strong life, both in business and personally. You're welcome. I, wrote, I came up with that on my own. I had something else where I was like, write this down. All right, ready? Write this down. Get ready to write this down. Okay. Admitting your flaws puts you on the path to success. Okay? It does. You're welcome. 
feel like you could have me like the silhouette of me like meditating kind of with my fingers out my index finger pressed against my thumb in both hands he says admitting your flaws puts you on the path to success you're welcome boy i feel like we just changed some lives we did anyway i i guess i you know i i guess i kind of just babbled on a little bit about that about when it comes to admitting the truth, but it is one of the hardest things in the world to do at times, is admit the truth. Admit that you're wrong. You know, admit that you're doing something that's not correct. But once you're able to, and here's the thing, guys, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not far fucking from it. Especially when it comes to being a parent. That's like one of the most stressful things you could ever fucking do. How many times do you sit there and you, like you're at, at night, you're running through conversations you had with your children and you're like, fuck, I probably shouldn't have said that. I was an asshole for that. I could do better at that. How many times? All the fucking time. All the fucking time. Truth hurts. It sucks. There's some, some days you're, you're a bad parent. Some days you're going to be a great parent. That's the reality of life that a lot of people don't like to admit. A lot of people think they're the greatest fucking parent there ever was. And maybe they are. They're probably assholes lying to themselves. <laughs> but let's be honest, guys. Be honest. Being a parent sucks sometimes. It does. That's a truth that is hard. And a lot of people are scared to admit but like I was saying, if we create an environment where it's, it's okay to admit these truths and be able to absorb constructive criticism, we're just creating the foundation for a healthy and strong life, again, both in business and personally. We have to embrace the truth as harsh as it can be. It sucks sometimes, though. It does. Listen, you're not a bad person, except for you. Not you, that guy. That guy's a dick. He's the guy that runs red lights, doesn't know how to use a roundabout, okay? Always throwing his trash on the ground, keeping his shopping carts wherever the fuck he wants, throws hot soup in people's faces, really enjoys those uh, movies that are too dark to even see, just a complete cunt. But not you. You're cool. And you know what? Life sucks sometimes. Being a parent sucks sometimes. It does. It's okay to admit that. Yeah, you don't have to go around shouting it to, to everybody. Be like, hey, guess what? Uh, I'm an asshole sometimes. <laughs> People are going to be like, yeah, well, I could see that. That makes sense. <laughs> but anyway. Hopefully this is a good episode. Hopefully this all turns out. Hopefully you have a great day today. Yeah. You're going to make some crazy decisions every now and then. That's okay. Things are going to get tough. Just admit it. I can get better. I can get better. We can all get better. But we're all going to have tough times sometimes. We are. For one reason or another. Life is not easy. <laughs> 
And I want to say this again. If somebody makes this a poster, I will retweet it and post it everywhere on my social media. Admitting your flaws puts you on the path to success. De Huff, 1-1, one one, or whatever. So in conclusion, guys, uh, I think we could really sum this all up is be honest, be truthful to yourself, and don't be a cunt. There you go. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, however you're watching or listening, then share it with your friends. Thanks to Burns and McCoy. Check them out at burnsandmccoy.com. Thanks so much to Blake Street Tavern. Check them out at 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. Terrapin Care Station, terrapincarestation.com. That's spelled T-E-R-R-A-P-I-N, carestation.com. And thank you so much to my brother, who's in uh, Putney in New South Wales in Australia. Check them out at augringos.com. That's Gringos Fresh Mexican Cantina in Putney Village. And if you're ever able to go out there and taste the food, please let me know what it tastes like. I, I, I see the pictures, and it's, it looks amazing. And uh, I, 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 one of these days, and I know COVID really fucked things up. Uh, plus, uh, it's kind of expensive to go to Australia these days. So um, if you can taste the food for me, let me know how it is. I want to know. Please let me know. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the DeHuff Uncensored podcast. Let's keep moving forward. Let's keep being honest with ourselves, regardless of how painful it can be at some times. And let's not be cunts anymore. <laughs> I know that's easier said than done. Trust me, I know. It's DeHuff Uncensored. Let's move forward. I'll talk to you next time.